It's time. MGM tonight, live from BetQL. Final hour, 14-7. Chiefs over the Lions, 12-41 to go in the third, and we got ourselves a flag. Not a lot of flags tonight. I like this. The NFL is kind of, I mean, you know, maybe they just made, made a couple of calls, and they're like, hey, can you guys just make sure we don't we don't call a lot of penalties early on here. That. Let these offenses go. Yeah, big stop for the Lions because the Chiefs had possession to start the second half. So the Lions get off the field. Now they have possession. So 14-7 game. And uh, they got to get something going here, guys. They got to get something going because Mahomes starting to cook a little bit with his one twenty QB rating, not having to really do a whole lot like throwing the ball down the field. Although he did have MVS on the big one, uh, which went for thirty four yards and cashed our tickets. So shout out to Patrick Mahomes and MVS. Needed it. Fourteen seven game though, and I uh, hope the Lions could at least keep this one close for personal reasons. It's great. <laughs> it's great. Look at Penny Sewell getting in there with Nick Bolton. Getting a little, uh, yeah, it's getting a little heated here. But yeah, I love the, a good fight to start week one. We're sitting violence. Here, Lions third and ten. I mean, you know, you, you you've you, it's a third and ten on your own seven yard line. You, I'd call you, a halfback draw and just and live to fight another day. I know. You got Jared Goff dropping back in his own end zone. That's not what I want to see. So I'm calling a halfback draw here. And the, Ben Johnson's not, and that's why he makes the big bucks. He, oh, oh they get the go. first down. There you go. No, no he's short of the no. Yeah, he's short. So they got a punt here. So now here come the Chiefs. And um, I may have been wrong on that second half over. Plenty yeah. of game, though. 12-17 to go. Know, Two quick possessions. You know, here's the one thing I don't want. I, I don't need to go into week one of the NFL season completely wrong about this game. But right now, the Lions, after a nice start, right? The Lions had kept a nice – there was a nice offensive rhythm there. You could see it. They were pressuring Goff, though, so there were some early incompletions. But you felt like the Lions were – they. It just felt like they were at least going to keep pace with the, with the Chiefs. Like, this was going to be one of those games. It does not look like it right now at all. Yeah, I'm trying to find the live number right now. Seven and a half. So Detroit, if we would have waited, we could get back to the original yeah. number. Seven and a half. And BetMGM has it minus 125, though. So I'm fine without uh, that. 45 and a half is the total. I still think Ooh, we're going to get some eight points and a half. Here. We got an eight and a half now at BetMGM. Wow. Total's down to 44 and a half. Now's your time. You know what? Wait. Maybe wait the Chiefs stall here. Maybe you get to 42, 42 and a half. All right. They pulled a lot of the props. Yeah. Jared Goff over two seventy seven and a half passing yards. No, I don't. No, like it. no I think one gets in under. No one, no one wants that. Yeah, not <laughs> if they're hanging in there, and if they keep having you know bad field position to start these drives, then he's under duress, guys. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, the the Chiefs uh, that pass might be rush. A, like parking lot bet to take the under on that. I don't think he's getting there. Yeah, Spags is so damn good, and he's so good at second half adjustments. Not as good as Lou Anarumo, who always gets his uh, number when they play Cincinnati. You know what though. What I was thinking about Chris Jones is awesome, and he had 15 and a half yep. sacks. But what do you think he's thinking up there right now? And that's hey, the defense is playing pretty good without me. Everybody's sheesh. hyping up this Lions offense, seven points. Yeah. And that was exactly what I was just thinking. I mean, <laughs> think about what we talked about at the beginning of the show, right? Like I pointed out all these reasons why, all these reasons why he's so important to their defense. But right now they're making it work without him. 
And that it doesn't help him in contract negotiations. No, he was, it does not. He had, he had an agent that looked like on each shoulder. And they just looked like agents, so they were definitely agents. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and what they, else would did, they be? Didn't they look like agents? They look like you think Jones is hanging out with them just because he wants to? They look like the guys that play the mobsters like when the new mob movies come out, but it's like not the one that you want to see. It's got like the Chaz guy, and yeah, it's out, yeah. it goes straight to Netflix. Yeah. Ch- it's called like Good the, Guys. Yeah. Chaz was the uh, the mobster in, in the mix yeah. with Usher, yes. actually. Yes. You know yeah. exactly yeah. what I'm talking They'll about. They'll throw yeah. like a guy in there, he's in the mob, even though he's not Italian, you know, and it's it's like River. Are you, it's, it's like are you? It's like Greek? Josh Hartnett, and he's yeah. like, "Oh, were you talking to me?" He's yeah. flanked by both his agents, who clearly are sitting there hoping that by halftime this was going to look like it was desperate to get Chris Jones out there for the second half. And it They're was like, not. "Hey, you want to? You want to pay our client now? Because clearly, you know, it's he's very important to this defense." And meanwhile, like, "Oh, actually, uh, I guess it's not working." They were they were ready for him to make a, a Willis Reed like return out there no doubt. for the second half. He was like taking a phone call. Yeah. He saw him when he was on the jumbotron. He's like, "You ready to make a deal now? Yeah, you guys He'll see come me? Come down and put on the pads right this second. My agents are here to sign off on the deal. And then, sure enough, it's uh, they're like, you know, actually, we'll wait, Chris. Just just hang out there. Are you comfortable? Can we get you another soda, perhaps? It yeah, is exactly. weird to see him though, like there at the game. I don't know that I've ever seen this, uh, like other than in like professional wrestling. I remember like watching Jeremy Shockey when the Giants went to the Super Bowl, that first one where they beat Brady. He was up in the press box drinking yep. beers, and I was like, Jeremy Shockey's the man. He's injured. He's just getting hammered. He's but about he to injured. get a Super Bowl yeah. ring. He's not a yeah, contract. He, was yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, exactly. totally different. Yeah, he just shows up. I'll be honest. I think that's one, of the most under, right that's one of the most underrated storylines of this game right now. Chris Jones flanked by his agents, we think, and sitting there oh, just waiting to, waiting to see. What is this? Oh, the, those oh, the offensive snaps? Yeah, I can find that anyway. Yeah. So MVS, 22 offensive snaps. Sky Moore with the second most at 22. And uh, both it, yeah. I'm just curious at seeing how they're going to use these weapons. Yeah, just for like prop purposes, because you never really know in the Andy Reid offense. And obviously, Travis Kelsey is going to come back and average 10 to 11 targets per game of some you never know. Some would say. Some would say. That's like the one, he's the only guy that you can count on, but I'd be curious to see if there's anybody. Okay, let's say Kelsey misses a couple of weeks. Just throw that out there. He misses a couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, if you start 2-0, and like if you win this game tonight, man, you win next week, why rush him back? You're the defending Super Bowl champs. And what if somebody really starts to stand out on this offense besides him as another weapon? Like, do you get to the point where you maybe just even slightly, you know, there's just a few... There's just fewer targets, just a little bit, just a little trickle each game for Kelsey, especially when he first comes back. Yeah, I don't see it. I think, I mean, I think they'll probably, like you said, slow play it. He'll Look, be, he out be out there more right as like he's ready to just yeah. bust yeah. some heads. Yeah. He's this been fighting second. with every teammate right. in training camp. It's he wants one. to play football. There's no, there's no reason to rush something like that. And they got a big game next week. I mean, they go on the road, Jacksonville, which is always a tough place to play. It'll probably be 150 degrees, and then after that, they get the Bears. So I think at worst you start two and one. They're gonna beat you. Oh, picked up. Oh, here we go. There we go. Go, take it to the house. Go, take it to the house. That's the way we take it to the house. Was that Gardner Johnson? Oh my God, we'll take that. All right, let's make this a tie game. Thank you. Get the lines back in this thing. Dan Campbell, I told you guys, I never called him a glorified gym teacher. I always (laughs) believed in Danny. Danny C, one of my favorite tight ends of all time. Fourteen, thirteen. So that's. I got to see this again. Does Mahomes throw behind him, or I know it goes off his hands? So. Let's see here. So, okay, that was Branch on the pick. Uh-huh. Intended target is... Oh, yeah. No, that's Tony. not Kadarius Tony. Uh-oh. Yeah. Scott, don't you have Kadarius Tony? He's in the doghouse well, now. He yes, might be so going back time, in the Andy Reid doghouse. bring back in Richie James. Yes. Yeah, get his... You, that might actually help out your prop, though, because... See, the thing is, though, that's not how Mahomes operates. Like, Aaron Rodgers, Brady... They're probably done with Kadarius Tony for the rest of the game, at least. Mahomes walks up to these guys. He's like, hey, you didn't make that play. You'll make the next one. And that's why uh, 
That's why that man's a leader, and I don't know if I've said this a couple times, the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. And that pick, not on him, but we'll take it as Lions backers, yes, baby. And as second half over backers, baby. 28. We are very far away from our 52 and a half, but that's okay. What are you going to do? Well, we need some uh, red zone touches for David Montgomery. Yeah, we do. Mm, yeah. I need two more receptions from Jameer Gibbs here. Just two more. Do you? Yep. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, it's only two. two. I thought he had three. No. I thought I was looking through, and I think we've been I think we've been shysted. I hope not. Don't tell me they took a reception away. I, think I thought they he did. still had two. Gibbs? Yeah. I Gibbs thought, has right he now has two. Says he has two, two, but two for I 18. He had three. No, two for 18 yeah. for him. Um, St. Brown's got four for 48. I mean, the, I mean, the Lions' time of possession is like three seconds here in the yeah, second no half, doubt. so it's hard to get anybody the ball. Get those that's, points, yeah. So that's a big pick. So obviously a pick six for Brian Branch. Notre, I'm Notre Dame. She's Alabama legend, and their second-round pick, pick 45. So nice little play, and that's what uh, the Chiefs do. Like, the Chiefs have such good luck, right? No doubt. I mean, they just find players on both sides of the ball that just fit what they do so well. You know, it's an example of uh, what a good organization looks like. Like, when you have people that are smart, and you're in the front office, and you can identify talent, and they're not always big stars, that's what makes teams really good. thousand percent. It's it's not just the players on the field. you got to have smart front office and scouting department and coaches. It, It all has to come together. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You need you need to be surrounded with smart people, by smart people. Mm-hmm. And that's why I Four think you guys people. are so lucky to have to me have here. You. Because, Trista, you asked me for my favorite college football bet for your parlay. I did. Do you remember what answer I gave you? Uh, I there don't. was a few. Uh, I have... You caught me off guard with that one. Did I? Well, I have, your, I, have, I have two answers for you. I have two choices. It's under 57 and a half, Vandy Wake. What's my qualification, though? Do I have to find it's a game? only 12 o'clock games. Okay, so I can only go twelve o'clock. Yeah, only. All right. Well, I then, love this bit, by the way. Well, then there no, goes. I'm dead, I'm dead serious. I know. About I may just PM. even. I may just go ahead and All join right. it with you. So no Texas Tech plus six and a half at the crib. That's more of a spot play anyway. Oregon can roll them. Um. So at noon, you don't want to go. You already have Nebraska. Yep, I do. Let's see. How about you can't even? How about a three thirty? No, that's oh. the that, those are the worst Breaking ones. Breaking the rules. The three thirty is the worst well, ones. I gotta I gotta be honest, then there's no such thing in this world as locks, or I wouldn't be here. I'd be on a beach, Aruba, Jamaica, who I wanna take you. <laughs> and so I don't have a lock for you at noon. But I do really like what? Virginia Tech as three point favorites. And I do like Nebraska. I think Nebraska wins that game outright. I wanted to give you Ole Miss against Tulane. Pratt's dinged up. I really you like, like Ole Miss. Tech minus three. I do, yeah. And That's I really how like on a con- one to ten confidence level. Where are you at with Virginia Tech? Mm, six and a half, seven. Oh, that's not as good. I'm like an eight. Didn't you like Troy? Uh, I kind of changed. I I I bet a bad number, so I don't want to give that out. Okay. I bet a I bet a sixteen. Like it came off the seventeen, went to sixteen, and then there was like a fifteen and a half out there. So now it's sixteen and a half. Yeah, I'm like, well, I'm like oh and eighty when the market moves against me. So let's not do that one. Don't I, you like the Don't you like the uh, Baylor plus seven and a half at the crib? Yeah, again, that's more of a number play though, where we were looking at a number that was one and a half, and then they had a terrible loss. Baylor did. Well, then you know what's at twelve o'clock is Notre Dame, NC State. All right, so I mean, Jeez. all the a lot of people that I've talked with that I actually like or that I would trust all love NC State, and I get the reason why. But like they keep bringing up like lazy reasons, in my opinion. You know, first real test for Notre Dame, Sam Hartman still learning a new offense, but it's been two games and he's completed eighty percent of his passes. And everybody keeps bringing up like Tony Gibson knowing Sam Hartman very well. And if you look at uh, the last man, 
Uh, two games against North Carolina State. Sam Hartman has thrown six interceptions, but that's in the mesh offense like we've talked about like coming into the season. Notre Dame's offensive line is their strength. They could also run the ball. He never had a run game at Wake right. Forest. It was Sam Hartman dropping back. That's why he's the ACC's passing leader all time. You know, um, Now he has Estime, who I think is going to rush for over 1,300 yards. He's averaging five yards after initial contact, and the defense has been really good. So I'm not there with NC State this year. Defensively, they only bring back like four or five starters. I don't like Dave Doran at all. Um, you know, the play calling, they bring in Brendan Armstrong, who I really liked at Virginia for that one year. And then that first game against UConn, he looked all right, but offensively, they didn't really have any explosive plays. It was like him dinking and dunking, and then he had like over 90 rushing yards. So I think Notre Dame's the right side. I, I think that number should be eight and a half, ten. I like um, that too. But I guess it would make sense why you would like NC State, just because of Hartman's struggles against them in the past. But again, like if anything, wouldn't you think maybe that works in his benefit? Because he knows that defense, and he's seen that defense mm-hmm. now you think four so. or five times with the same D.C., and now he's in a new offense. So with a full season to prepare, obviously, or off season to prepare for NC State. So, yeah, I uh, like um, Notre Dame. The only thing with that whole scenario of, like, you've seen that defense, you've seen those coaches before, is they also know that you've seen it all before. Yeah. Right. So there's also levels and new wrinkles that are going to be thrown in there that, especially when you see a team early in the season, you're not gonna, they haven't been exposed to it. There's no film that's actually been out there from any other game, and they're saving it just for that. So that's the type of thing where, you know, somebody, a guy gets signed to, like, a practice squad in the middle of the, middle of the NFL season. Yeah. Right before that team plays his former team, if he just got cut that week. We've seen this time and time again. Like, okay, he may have some insight, but the coaches are hopefully smart enough to know yeah. this guy's going to go spilling all the state secrets over there, so you're going to have to find some wrinkles that weren't used yet. Exactly. Yeah. And then the other game I wanted to bring up really quickly was the Washington State-Wisconsin game because you asked the good question to Tom about that game, and he had a great answer about um, how Wisconsin's been running the same offense since 1981. I mean, I remember I went to my first game at Camp Randall and was watching Ron Dane there, and it's literally been the same offense. You know, and they never really have the quarterback. It's Brooks Bollinger. They had Russ Wilson for one year after right. NC State. Um, but they're they're talking about the run and shoot offense, and I know that you bring in, uh, you know, North Carolina's OC Phil Longo and. They expect Tanner Mordecai to have this big year, like pushing the ball down the field because he had a big year at SMU. But they still have Braylon Allen and Malusi. And with the new running clock rule, I know that total pushed last week, but Buffalo didn't do anything in that game. And I still think that they're going to have to run the ball. And I look at this game against Washington State, and I think that's what they're going to do. Like Washington State's defense only brings back five starters. They lost four of their six top tacklers. And you could run the ball right up the middle. I think that was that's what Wisconsin's going to do. So now that that spread's moved to six, I would probably stay away. I think they win that game. But I would look at the under, maybe a live under in that game, especially if Wisconsin scores some points early against Washington State. Why do you like Miami uh, as much as you do? Okay, so Miami, I liked them last year, and they clearly quit by, like, week three. And now they have a new OC. Um, Tyler Van Dyke's actually healthy. He's feeling himself. He trademarked his name to Tyler Van Dimes. And I, I like Mario as a coach. I love what he did at Oregon because yeah, me too. he changed the way that you looked at Oregon football. He's a trenches guy. I mean, he's a former offensive lineman. So now I really think they upgraded offensive line on the offensive line, on the defensive line. I didn't like their DBs. They hit. They bring in four in the portal. And, uh, yeah, I think that, you know, that number is kind of telling you everything. They're only four-point dogs. I also like the over. You got Connor Wegman going for A&M. He's going to push the ball down the field. Van Dyke. Even at 52, I think that one goes over. So we just had a 
Chiefs drive that brought them absolutely no points. Lions take over after the punt. We got a tie game, 14-14, 8-36 to go in the third. It's been a Montgomery. Gemini.